Blog Talk Radio. Your host, your brother, your friend, as always, Tazapah. 
I am joined this morning, y'all. My goodness. I'm joined this morning by Lobby I in the building, y'all. Archai is also in the building. And uh, we're waiting how Sadiah to get set up. But they will be reading for me this morning, y'all. I hope everybody is healthy. hope everybody had a great weekend, a uh, great uh, Sabbath. I want to send shouts out to our affiliated schools, the brothers here in San Antonio, man, awarding the crew, the brothers up in VA, uh, Kazakia in the crew, uh, the brothers down at H-Town, uh, brother Kwatazap in the crew, man. Um, Kwatazap got it going on with their garden, man. Down there at H Town, man. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother. I got to make a trip down there to see y'all fellowship. Uh, also, sending shouts out to uh, Zanala up in Rochester uh, doing his thing. Want to also send shouts out to the uh, our new brothers and sisters out in Cali, brothers and sisters in Canada, and shouts out to Kawakan in Guatemala. Uh, So, give me a second, y'all. Oh, that's you. Okay. All right. So, let's go ahead and get it started. If you're first time tuning into the show, we are the Hebrew Israelites. We are definitely the people of the book, people in here in the Western Hemisphere um, who go by the uh, the misnomer, the misnomer of blacks, Hispanics, and so-called Native Americans. We are the people of the book. Uh, we've proved this uh, countless times, historical sources, biblical sources, and here at uh, Blog Talk Radio, Bible Talk, we prove all things, man. So we don't speculate. We don't just be pulling stuff out of thin air. We back everything with proofs. We pride ourselves on that. Um, if it's your first time tuning in to the show, I do about an hour of news, current events before I get into the topic. This topic is never watched tell. The Sword Without and Terror Within, Part 1. So let's go ahead and get started, y'all. Uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Now let's get Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. Now, y'all get that for me, please, ma'am. Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So, good or bad, happy or sad, the most high brought you through it, they're going to bring you, or brought you to it, they're going to bring you uh, through it, and you'll come out better on the other side because of it, y'all. Trust and believe. Give me a second, y'all. I got to make an adjustment this summer. I'll be right back. Hold on, I'm coming right back.
All right, y'all. Sorry about that. I am back, man. So, <laughs> on this day, this uh, so-called holiday of Fourth of July, man. <laughs> Check this out, y'all. celebrating that nonsense. Not of you in your damn right mind. And I mean, if you a Hebrew Israelite, or if you a so-called black Hispanic, man, you ain't got no damn reason to be trying to run out and celebrate this holiday. And it's crazy, too, because I remember, man, um, growing up, Fourth of July was a holiday that all black families, Hispanic families, Native American families look forward to, man. Go get your little outfit, some short outfit with the damn uh, flag, American flag on it. Had to have your little uh, white kicks, fresh kicks to match your outfit or your red. It was all red, white, and blue, man. And this part, you know, of course, I came into the truth not understanding that. And I don't think a lot of people get this, man, a lot of our people. Y'all know that... uh, 1776, 4th of July, is when America claimed its independence. But did y'all know that slavery... All right, y'all, I'm back. (laughs) They cut me off. Hold on for a second, y'all. Hold on. Shalom, y'all. They they kick me off. I guess they don't want me to talk about this. <laughs> they don't want me to talk about this. Like I was saying, y'all, I don't know if you knew it. So 1776, American claimed its independence, right? 1865, slavery was abolished. 1865. Now let's do the math on that. I got some smart people with big brains at this table. Let's do the math. Let's see how many years later. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I wanted to make sure my math was correct. You got 89 too? 89 years later, after America claimed this independence, they abolished slavery. So what the hell is niggas going to celebrate? Hell, we still slaves. It's not so much as a physical slavery. It's more of a mental slavery. And, hell, I say physical also. Because if you work in any type of job, and you us, man, you're a servant. Most of us are part of the service uh, industry. We provide some type of damn service. So we still there. I want to get this. I don't do too much talking. So read this right here. And tell them where you're at. You got to be loud, too. Let me read the whole thing. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And tell them where you're reading for. All right. So this is the Cornell Chronicle, 
entitled July 4th and Early Black Americans is Complicated by Susan Kelly. On July 15, 1776, the signing of the Declaration of Independence was front page news in the New York Gazette and Weekly Mercury. The newspaper ran the text in full and reported the declaration had been read to the Continental Army's New York Regiment led by General George Washington. The paper also featured two freedom notices of a different sort. One offered a reward for a 21-year-old black man named Prince who had escaped his enslavers. Now, and was in case y'all don't or can't uh, understand what she just read, when they issued uh, in the newspaper, what was the name of it, the Gazette? Is that the name of it? New York Gazette. The New York Gazette back in uh, 1766. 60, uh, 1776, they are talking about their independence, but at the same time, the same newspaper, <laughs> the same front page, the headlines read what? Okay. Uh, didn't yeah, you just read it about the slave that ran away. Uh, it said it offered a reward for a 21-year-old black man named Prince who had escaped his enslavers and was, quote, supposed to have gone towards Rye. Same page. Same page. Y'all see, I'm not making this up. So they've claimed their independence, but on the same page, they were still staking claim to us. Read on. New York and entered the Army, unquote. The other featured two brothers, Nathaniel and Jacob, who had escaped from separate enslavers near Long Island, New York. Y'all hear this, right? <laughs> this sounds like uh, the damn uh, one ass or thrifty nickel or something. Find a nigga. Find an escaped nigga. We know. Derek R. Spires, Associate Professor of Literature in English in the College of Arts and Sciences, Imagine those men hearing the declaration read somewhere in New York Louder. and knowing that it did not apply to them. Black Americans were in a position where they believed in the principles of the declaration and the American Revolution itself, says Byers. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> we believe in what? The principles of the declaration and the American Revolution. The principles of the declaration was not even written for us. Everybody, every nigga want to pull the Constitution out their butt crack, talking about the, it's my it's my God-given right, the law. I want y'all to understand that this system was never set up for us. A lot of people talk about, well, um, we got to change the system. The system's not broke. Your way of thinking is broken because they broke you because you don't even know who you are. We the only people... They can't say, you know what, let's go back to where I came from. I'm just sick of America. Let's get the hell out of here. Where are we going to go? When Esau, and they like to say this a lot, y'all need to just go back where you came from. Uh, Mr. White Man, I will be able to do that if I actually knew. We're the only people on the face of the planet that can't trace their lineage back to where we actually come from, man. We don't. So, again, black Americans were in a position where they believed in the principles of the Declaration 
and the American Revolution itself, says Byers, an award-winning expert in early African-American and American Frank culture, citizenship studies, and African-American intellectual history. And yet, many of them were enslaved or formerly enslaved. From their perspective, and maybe even today, there were better days to celebrate. Now, I want y'all to listen to this. Read. Black people in the early years of the United States had a complicated relationship to the Fourth of July holiday, Spire says, confronting a, quote, national doublespeak, unquote, in which white Americans celebrated their freedom of political expression while supporting the enslavement of black people. If you're in the Washington household, your enslaver is the general of the Continental Army, Spire says, or if you're in Madison or in Jefferson's household, your enslaver, enslaver is pinning the Declaration of Independence. Now, what he's naming is you as president, and he's making the analogy, hey, if, if you're in, in these people's houses, you're serving. You're serving them something. And, it, and it's, you can do your research. It holds true. You can go back and look up James Madison. He owned slaves. Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. Matter of fact, he had a daughter. What was his daughter's name that he had with one of his slaves? Mashaba, if you could remember that, give me that. Um, Sally was the red, wasn't she? Who? Sally was the red. I'm not sure. but I Sally Hemingway, she was the one. Yeah, that he supposed to have all his children by. Did you find it? I didn't know about that. We're looking at up. Now, stay, where you, stay where you at. Uh, George Washington also owned slaves. In fact, I read something about he had the teeth of a slave. Because I don't know if y'all knew this, but they, they did a lot of experiments on us, man. That organ donor stuff and uh, dental implants, that's, that's nothing new. They did the research. They did it on us. Gynecology um, and obstetrics. All of that. All that's been done on us. Reading on. Or if you're in Madison's or in Jefferson's household, your enslaver is pinning the Declaration of Independence, and maybe you're bringing him a glass of water <laughs> when he's in Virginia running through some of those drafts. <laughs> so if you, he said if you was in James Madison's household while he's writing the Declaration of Independence, you was uh, fetching, bringing him some water. Did you find it? On the Sally Hammonds, um, it talks about the son. Um, I'm talking about the daughter. Okay, don't worry about it. All right, read on it all. Black communities in the 1700s and 1800s used national holidays like the 4th of July as an opportunity to demonstrate their citizenship, patriotism, and civil organization to show they were fully part of the fabric of the United States, Fire mm-hmm. says. But black communities would often celebrate July 4th on July 5th. Now, listen to this. So they, we would also celebrate July, uh, often celebrate July 4th on the 5th, the day after. But this is why, read. To avoid the violence they experienced when they celebrated the holiday on the same day, on the same street. To do what? Why, why was black people celebrating July 4th the day after July 4th? To avoid the violence. To avoid the violence. From who, though? White Americans. <laughs> y'all see this, man? Do y'all see this? But we still doing the same thing to this day. All right, Mashab, he says uh, his wife's death, Thomas Jefferson's father, at least six of Sally, uh, what's her name? Hemings. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah.
all these are the places that the slave ships enter, that the slaves, the slave ships drop slaves off at. This is not a coincidence, man. Like we always say, man, Israelites are spread all over the globe. And that goes right along with what we read in the Bible. You know, I had a brother uh, about a couple of years back, man. He called He called in after the show. Me and Sephora was talking to him. And I didn't even know this, man, but apparently there's a whole community of people, black people, trying to say that the transatlantic slave trade never happened. You know, I... I couldn't believe this dude's ignorance to where I was I was almost speechless. Cause I'm like, man, that's stupid. <laughs> that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. When there's so much proof to prove that it actually happened. It's like Ben Carson calling us immigrants as opposed to slaves. Yeah, or the, the indentured servant theory. Stop. We don't. Quote, and they were met with white mob violence, unquote, Fire says. The Cincinnati riot was likely the most violent mob action against the free black community before the Civil War. A similar scene played out in Philadelphia the next year. In Boston in the 1850s, black people advocated, advocated for a state-recognized militia company. When they mustered and parade across the city of Boston in the fall of 1857, white mobs attacked attendees with bricks, prompting the militia to turn and protect their black fellow citizens. Hey, y'all, see, does this sound familiar, y'all? This sounds just like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Protesters? The, yeah, the, the protest, the, the arrest, civil arrest that uh, has been going on since 2020. With everybody protesting and the Black Lives Matter and all the conflict that's been going on all over the country, the scriptures hold true, man. There's nothing new under the sun. History repeats itself. And it's crazy, man. How long ago? So they abolished slavery in 1865, and we're currently in, uh, what, 2023? How long? How many years is that? A hundred and fifty-eight years later, still on the same mess. <laughs> We're still on the same mess. We're still begging for a seat at Esau's table. We're still begging for crumbs. We're still begging to be treated like human beings. A hundred and how many years later? Hundred and fifty-eight years later. Get uh, hold this. Matter of fact, I think we're gonna get out of that article. Okay, let's get uh, Proverbs chapter one. And start at uh. Verse 20. And somebody else get me um, 
Give me Ezekiel chapter 16. We're going to go to Proverbs first. Hmm? What we got? We got Proverbs. Read. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. Wisdom quiet without. She uttered her voice in the street. It says that wisdom cries without meaning. Wisdom is crying without being heard. Nobody's listening. Us as Israelites, teaching his word. Probably the excellent amount of years you've been in the truth or whatnot. <laughs> it wasn't until Kyrie Irving <laughs> posted a video, not recommended it, not sided with it, not said he agreed with it. He posted a video. That's all he did was post it. He didn't say he was a Hebrew Israelite. He said he believed in what we believe in. He just posted it. And after he posted it, we had people calling us. Lobby, I had family members telling her, oh, man, I watched that documentary. And, I, yeah, it's some truth to what he's saying. But these are the same people we try to drop the truth on, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> Using scriptures. <laughs> Our people stupid, man. All the hard work that the elders put in that started in that, that Liberty School, 125th Street. All the hard work that they put in all the countless hours that they put in going to this library, that that library, all the countless books and research that they did, the mad hours of studying that they did, all the street teaching they did, all the videos on, on uh, VSH that they made back in the day, all the, the, uh, the public access channels that we was on back in the day. And you mean to tell me? <laughs> That a video that Kyrie Irving posted <laughs> got people believing that they Israelite. <laughs> Read this again in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter one, verse twenty. Wisdom crieth without; she utters her voice in the street. So we've been saying this. We've been crying out, but ain't nobody been listening. She cried in the chief place of concourse and the openings of the gate. Like I was saying, all the street corners that brothers have been on, brothers actually shedding their blood on now, sadly to say. Ain't nobody listening. Oh, they're cold. Oh, they they uh they racist. Oh, the, the, those are uh, that's a hate group. Read. In the city, she uttered her word, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And this is the part I want to get to, man. How long are black and brown people going to be just stupid? How long are y'all going to be standing in line to vote? How long are y'all going to be beating the church doors down, giving them all your damn money while your life is about to get cut off, while you ain't got nothing to eat? And then you go into them for answers, and what do they say? Oh, this is the, the, the uh, politician. That we're going to go with this year <laughs> This is who we want you to vote for But I saw in your own law 
is a such thing as separation of church and state. See how hypocritical these people are? But we keep begging for a seat at the table. We keep begging to be treated like damn dogs. Let's get Ezekiel, chapter 16. Start at verse 30, then we're going to jump. I want you to jump up to, uh, matter of fact, go give verse 30 first. Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 30. How weak is thine heart, saith the Lord God, seeing thou doest all these things, the work of an imperious, whorish woman. What did the most I say? Read it again. How weak is thine heart, saith the Lord God. How weak is the heart? The heart is talking about the mind. For the most high saying, man, how weak-minded you are. How weak-minded we are. You don't believe me? Hold this, jump up to verse 1. Ezekiel 16 and 1. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abomination. Us. Cause Jerusalem, cause the Israelites to know. They're abomination. An abomination is something the most high loathes. He hates it. So what does he hate about us? Jump back down to verse 30, please. Oh, because the water. I forgot about the East St. Louis rides, which they never rebuilt after that. That's why East St. Louis so ran down for so many years until Esau took advantage of the land and the uh, demographics of the land and open them damn casinos over there. On Ju- on July 3rd, 1917, white mobs terrorized black residents in East St. Louis. The water cuz. I'm going to look at this article. No, I ain't got time. We pressed for time. Uh, where we at? Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 30. Read how weak is thine heart, saith the Lord God, mm-hmm. seeing thou doest all these things. Seeing that we do all these things, we weak-minded, read. The work of an imperious, whorish woman. An imperious, the word imperious means domineering, forceful, overbearing. The Most High calls us an overbearing hoe. <laughs> read on. And that thou buildest thine imminent place in the head of every way, and makest thine high place in every street, and has not been as an harlot. The Most High said, Nah, y'all ain't even been like a hoe. He gonna he gonna explain what he's saying. Read. And that thou scornest higher. <laughs> y'all refuse to get paid. Because <laughs> remember, he called us a hoe in the previous verse. But now he come back and say, nah, y'all ain't even hoes. Y'all, need, y'all don't even have the the job etiquette of a hoe. Because hoes get paid. He said, you scorned it higher. You refuse to get paid for your services. Read. But as a wife that committed adultery, which taketh strangers instead of her husband. <laughs> no doubt. And the most high being our husband. We being his woman, read. They give gifts to all wars. <laughs> they give gifts to hoes. Hoes get paid. Read. But thou givest thy gifts to all thy lovers and hirest them. <laughs> Y'all pay them. We pay to get hold out. 
We pay the world to get hold out. And our brothers out on countless occasions, man. We give our culture away. You don't see Chinese and Japanese people doing that. You want to learn how to be a samurai? The Japanese man going to hit your ass upside the head for a monthly payment, a steep monthly payment. You want to learn how to do karate? <laughs> the Chinese man going to hit you upside the head. He going to make you pay for his culture. The East Indian man, he going to make you pay to get some curry recipes for that IT, that knowledge. They going to make you pay for their culture. But we give everything away for free on TikTok or whatever damn Instagram. Why you got white kids dancing like us? They doing our dances now. Eminem, rapping. He's no different than Elvis Presley. In fact, on one of his songs, he compared himself to Elvis Presley. He made a mockery of us right in front of our face. But this holds true, man. We give our culture our spirit away for free, for nothing on the dollar. I ain't even say pennies on the dollar, nothing on the dollar. Read. That they may come unto thee on every side for thy whoredom. <laughs> so they got us boxed in, and we just hoeing ourselves out. You know. And the contrary is in thee from other women in thy whoredom. <laughs> We're contrary from hoes. Hoes get paid. Read. Whereas none followeth thee to commit whoredom. And, and ain't nobody else doing what we doing. You know, the other nations, they actually value their gods. They're faithful to their gods. The Elamites, the East Indians, man, they will not eat no damn meat, no cows. Because of their damn god, they believe that their loved ones come back reincarnated into these damn cows. You go over there, you find a whole bunch of cows just walking around. Chilling, because they won't eat them. They faithful to that. The Muslims, they strap a bomb to them for Allah in a heartbeat. <laughs> but we over here arguing with niggas about not eating pork. <laughs> See what you gonna say? I was gonna say also in every um, Chinese restaurant or nail shop, you may see homage in the corner of I think Buddha. You're where right. You see jade. Yep. And you see oranges and yes. Yeah. Every single place you go. They are they faithful to their God, their paganism. But like I said, like we over here arguing with niggas about not eating pork chops and bacon and Teresa. <laughs> 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 what verse you in? Verse 34. Read. And the contrary is in thee from other women and thy whoredom, whereas none followeth thee to commit whoredom. And in that, thou givest a reward, and no reward is given unto thee. We don't even get paid. Read. Therefore, thou art contrary. Read. Wherefore, O harlot. Wherefore, O ho. How does I talk to us? Can y'all see the difference between the Bible and religion? Because religion teaches, oh, God is just love. He's just so gentle. He's polite all the time. He's politically correct. Uh, No, the God of the Bible he raw. He calls us some hoes. Read. Hear the word of the Lord. He said, listen up, hoes. You's a hoe. I said you is a hoe. This is the way the Most High talks to his people. Rightly so, man. We deserve every bit of it. All right, let's get uh, 
Matter of fact, I got to get this. Let's get Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1. So if you're looking for something to celebrate, man, you're you a so-called black, Hispanic, and Native American, this is what you should be celebrating. And what I love about our holidays is most of them ain't just one day. They're at least two to three days every holiday. Esau holiday will last one day. It's done. And it's commemorating some something stupid or something that was detrimental to us. Read this, Leviticus 23 and 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy congregations, even these are my feasts. So these are the high holy days or the holidays we're actually supposed to be celebrating, y'all. Commemorating. Read. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. So the first one that he names is the Sabbath, which is actually, oh, man, come on, really? <clears throat> which is actually Saturday, man, not Sunday. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what happened to all my articles that I had pulled up. Uh, but go ahead, read on. And holy convocation, you shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings of the Lord, even holy convocation, which ye shall proclaim in their season. In the fourteenth day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. The Lord's what? Passover. Yes, Passover. That commemorates us getting out of getting the hell out of Egypt from their captivity. That's something worthy to celebrate. Read on. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Which actually starts the same day. And it goes for seven days. Read. Unto the Lord, seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. In the first day ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. In the seventh day is an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. All right, we're going to read all of that. But these are some of the high holy days of the Lord, man. I advise everybody to go back and read this whole chapter, man. Do your research. These are the holidays we're supposed to have. All right, y'all. I'm sorry. Give me just a second. I lost, and I don't know how this happened. I lost most of the stuff I wanted to go over. Let me find. I'll be right back, y'all.
I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, man. I don't know what just happened, but I, I lost everything that I was uh, going to go over. But don't worry, y'all. I'm going to find it. Um, and I don't know. I might just do it on do a whole class on it on Thursday. Um, no. So, y'all, uh, sorry about that. But with that said, man, let's get it. go ahead and just get into the class, man. The class is uh, entitled Never Wax Pale. Uh, the Sword Without and Terror Within, Part 1. And uh, if you haven't been listening, man, uh, what I've been attempting to do is to give everybody uh, understanding, a better understanding of the Bible, uh, starting with the split of the kingdom of Israel, uh, which happened around 930 B.C., um, and then going to the, to the captivity of the northern tribes, which uh, went into captivity, under uh, the Assyrians And uh, the southern kingdom Went into uh, four different captivities uh, That being the uh, Babylonian captivity The Persian Mede captivity The Greek captivity And then the Roman captivity Which we are currently in And last week uh, We were reading Luke chapter 1 And I said we want to read that whole chapter And we definitely want to do that uh, But last week we covered uh, covered quite a bit. Uh, we covered the taxation that uh, Caesar Augustus had uh, levied against uh, his uh, kingdom, the Roman uh, the Roman Empire. We covered who this brother Theophilus was in Luke chapter one. We got the history on him, and then we uh, we got into um, the course of Abida, Abida, I think it was, in Luke chapter one, which it said that John, Saint John's father Zacharias, was a part of that. So, that I think that's a good place to uh, go back to. So let's go to Luke, y'all. Luke chapter one and. Let's start at verse 1. Matter of fact, let's not start at 1. Let's, let's jump straight to it because we got a lot of reading to do. So Luke chapter 1 and story verse 5. Chapter 1, verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. Right. So he was of the course of Abia. Now, the reason um, I wanted to stop as we read along in this chapter was to get uh, the significance of it. The significance of this is that you're dealing with the same people, y'all. So Old Testament, New Testament is still dealing with the, with the uh, Israelites. And it's talking about this course of Abia. Now, this was uh, something that David did back in his time. When what he actually did was he divided the priests up into groups, and he assigned them uh, certain duties, which they, they would have to do uh, throughout the course of the year, and they were on a rotation. Now, uh, you can reference this with First Chronicles chapter 24, verse 1 through 5. Now, let's go ahead and read on in Luke. We're in verse 6. 
And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. So this is talking about um, Zachariah's wife, Elizabeth, and it talks about him also they were blameless, walking in the course of the Most High, which means what? That they kept the law, statute, and commandments. Even though they were in Roman, uh, under the Roman captivity, they were still in Jerusalem, which was a Roman providence, a Roman client state at the time, but they still were uh, devout to the Most High, still devout, devout to the law. Read on. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, mm-hmm. and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So that was his job, to burn these incense. Like I said, they were on a rotation. Read on. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Mm -hmm. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, fell upon him. You're damn right. You see an angel, you are going to be going through some changes. Read. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So he's telling them right here what the kid was going to be named and that his wife was going to conceive, read. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. So it says that he wasn't going to drink no wine or strong drink. John the Baptist was what you call a Nazarite. And you can go back in the book of Numbers, and, and that'll fill you in on what a Nazarite was. I also, uh, Samson was a Nazarite. So they didn't drink any liquor. They didn't even eat grapes, and they would grow their hair out. Matter of fact, Paul took the vow of a Nazarite here in the New Testament in Acts. But read on. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Many of who? Many of the children of Israel. It didn't say the nations. It said many of the children of Israel. Because a lot of people got this concept that John the Baptist actually started the Baptist church when he had nothing to do with that. He had nothing to do with religion. But through that religion, they think that all nations are included. They obviously don't read the Bible. Read. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, mm-hmm. to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That was his job. He was preparing the people for uh, Christ to come and show us a new way, to actually show us how to do the law, how to implement it in our daily lives. Read. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife was stricken in years. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee, and to shew thee these glad tidings. Mm -hmm. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, 
which shall be fulfilled in their season. Mm-hmm. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. Because remember, the angel told him because of his disbelief, he was not going to be able to speak. Read. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. Read. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus had the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me, to take away my reproach among men. So she couldn't have kids, then she conceived, then she hid herself. She kept this on the low, read. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. So in the sixth month, now remember, Elizabeth was already five months pregnant. Pregnant. So the month after that, then the angel, the, the angel of message, uh, Gabriel, went to Nazareth. But who did he go there to see? Read. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. To a virgin, so a woman of maritable age. Because there's two definitions for the word virgin. The first definition is a woman that has never known a man sexually. And the second definition is a woman that is of maritable age. That's all throughout the Bible. It's also known as maiden. They use that term a lot also. But this was Christ's mother, Mary, and his father, his earthly father, biological father, Joseph, read. Of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Mm-hmm. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Mm-hmm. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Mm-hmm. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Mm-hmm. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Why was he going to be named Jesus? Read. He shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest. Uh-huh. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. Right. Now, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, it said he was going to be called uh, Jesus because that word means Savior. So here, uh, this is Luke's account, because you only get two accounts of Christ's birth in the gospel. It's the one in Matthew and it's the one in Luke. But you have to read the one in Luke first to understand in Matthew. But it's basically... Uh, you know, and different uh, Gospels have uh, more descriptive uh, accounts of Yahweh's uh, Christ's birth. Read on. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Mm-hmm. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mm-hmm. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be seen? I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Mm-hmm. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now, she said, How is this going to be seen that I have not known the men? Now, a lot of people read this and they say, See, it, she was a virgin. See, there was some type of uh, immaculate conception. That's not what's going on here, y'all. 
That's not because we know, according to the Bible, angels don't have sexual intercourse. So the angel did not get Mary pregnant, and Christ got here the same way we all got here. I don't want to veer off into that topic because we'll just stay on that because there's so much information. But I don't want us to be swayed by that. Because remember, and we read this, in Matthew chapter 1, it gives the genealogy of Christ. It lets you know he's from the house of David. He's from the tribe of Judah. It's given his lineage. So this is the same thing that the angel's saying to her right now. Read on. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her. So Elizabeth was her cousin. Y'all see this, right? So if Elizabeth was her cousin, then John the Baptist was cousin to who? Christ. was shy, Christ. Read on. Who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mm-hmm. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judea. Mm-hmm. And entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. So Mary goes to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. Read. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. (laughs) So Elizabeth's baby jumping around in the womb. Read. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that thy, that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? She said, the mother of my Lord. How is this the mother of my Lord? So she knew what baby was in Mary's womb. She knew it was Jehovah's Child. She knew it was Christ. That's why she referred to the baby as Lord. Read. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Mm-hmm. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So these things were told her from the Lord by way of the angel. But keep in mind, y'all, that we knew the prophecy about a Savior that was going to come and save us out of the captivity of the Romans. Because every captivity we've been in, and Mashaba did a very excellent, extensive class on salvation, the Most High has sent a Savior. The Roman captivity was no different. Read on. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. <laughs> Read on. For he hath regarded the low estate, estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Mm-hmm. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Read. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has shewed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has no, no, I'm sorry. Verse 50, he said, and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Once again, man, this is talking about nationality. I don't know if y'all caught that. Read it on. He has filled strength with these arms. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seat and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. 
he has Hopeland his servant, Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Now, he's mentioned Israel and mercy in the same sentence because we need mercy. Because we were his people, we disobeyed his law, statutes, and commandments, and because of it, we were shipped off into many different captivities, including this one. Read. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Y'all see this? The distinction generations, the Israelites, our forefathers. Do you see the terminology being used here? It's not inclusive of everybody. Read. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to their own house. Mm -hmm. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. So they originally, everybody was called, hey, he's going to be named out this daddy. Read. And his mother answered and said, not so, but he shall be called John. She's like, mm, his name John. That's what the angel told me. Read. And they said unto her, there is none of thy kindred, kindred that is called by this name. <laughs> See how close-knit we were, y'all? Ain't no your kinfolk name that. How you just go up and name this baby John? Where you get that name from? Read. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. So they looked at the day like, man, we ain't doing with the mom. She tripping. Dad, <laughs> what you want us to call this dude? Read. And he asked for a writing tablet, excuse me, writing table, and wrote, saying, his name is John, and they marveled all. Because remember, he couldn't talk, so he had to write it down, read. And his mouth was open immediately, and his tongue loose, and he spake and praised God. Mm -hmm. And the fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these things were known abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. Mm-hmm. And all they that heard him laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Blessed be the Lord God of everybody. Israel. The whole world. Israel. All the nations. Israel. Oh, but talk to Paul, what about the Gentiles? Israel. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Mind you, we're reading out of the New Testament. The God of the Bible is the God of the Israelites, man. Not all the whole world and all the nations is in the world. Read. For he hath visited and redeemed his people. He had visited and redeemed his people, and this was not just on one occasion. <laughs> he visited and redeemed us when we were in the uh, Babylonian captivity. He visited and redeemed us when we were in the Persian Mede captivity. He visited and redeemed us when we was in the uh, Greek captivity. And he visited and redeemed us when we were in the Roman captivity by way of Christ. Read. And hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. That we should be saved from our enemies. That we should be what? That we should be saved from our enemies. Because Israel is the only nation that kept going into captivity, after captivity, after captivity. We're the only people that need to be saved. This is salvation according to the Bible. 
that we should be saved from our enemies. Read. And from the hand of all that hate us. And from the hand of all the nations that are trying to include themselves in our salvation, we're going to be saved from them. This is members only, y'all. Let's get Baruch chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 3. Everybody got it? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, so it won. Who's got to read? Wait, I'll be quick on the time crunch. Baruch 4 and 1. This is the book of the commandments of the Most High and the law that endures forever. Mm-hmm. All they that keep it shall come to life. But such as leave it shall die. It says that the law endures forever. I mean, the law, we have to keep the law forever. Guess what's going to happen when Christ gets back? <laughs> we still have to keep the law. Read. Turn me, O Jacob, and take hold of it. Walk in the presence of the light thereof, that thou mayest be illuminated. And you know what's so crazy about the teacher said the law is done away with? Y'all don't even understand that the law is the centerpiece of the whole Bible. Why did the Israelites keep going into captivity in the first place? For breaking the law. So how the hell, by the time you get to the New Testament, the law is done away with? <laughs> Y'all people really don't you read the Bible. Read. Give not thy honor to another, nor the things that are profitable unto thee to a strange nation. And that's, that's always what we did. That's why we kept going into captivity. Because we would just give things, give ourselves to the nations. We want to be like the nations. We just read that in Ezekiel chapter 16. We hold ourselves out. Read. Oh, Israel, happy are we. For things that are pleasing to the Most High are made known unto us. The things that are pleasing to the Most High are made known to us. And those things are the law. Psalms chapter uh, 119, verse, uh, chapter, Psalms chapter 118, verse 19, verse 20. Talked about how the law was only given to the Israelites. This is what he's talking about here. Read that part again. O Israel, happy are we, for things that are pleasing to the Most High are made known unto us. We got what what was pleasing to the Most High, not the whole world. Read. Be of good cheer, my people, the memorial of Israel. Read. We were sold to the nation, not for your destruction, but because you moved the Most High to wrath. So the Most High didn't put us into these captivities to destroy us. He put us in these captivities that we might learn our lesson. That was the punishment. Read. You were delivered unto the enemy. So the Most High gave us into the hands of the enemies. Like I said, countless captivities as it pertains to this class, the Babylonian captivity, the Persian Mede captivity, the Greek captivity, the Roman captivity. He did that. Read. For you provoked him that made you by sacrificing unto devils. And Idolatry. Not, Read. And not to the Most High. Read. You have forgotten the everlasting God that brought you up, and you have grieved Jerusalem that nursed you. So I brought us here to show that everybody knew the historical position that we was in, man. All the prophets, all the people of the Bible, all the Israelites knew that we would go into captivity, and what would happen? The Most High would send us a Savior. 
common knowledge, y'all. Now let's go back to Luke chapter 1 and read verse 71 again. Then I want, uh, I'm sorry, get this out of, get page 48 out of that book. Bobby, you can read this again. Tom, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 1, verse 71 again. <clears throat> Luke chapter 1, verse 71. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. So our enemies are all the hands that hated us. Let's find out who hated us. So we're going to go to the book, Nature Knows No Color Line. I want you to read verse, uh, I'm sorry, page 48, the highlights. You got it? Yes. Give me the author. From Nature Knows No Color Line by J.A. Rogers. <clears throat> page 48. Again, one finds greater dislike expressed for Greeks, Syrians, and Jews in Roman literature. Read that part again. Again. One finds greater dislike expressed for Greeks, Syrians, and Jews in Roman literature so, than... So they did not like the Jews. I know other nations would include it, but I want us, want us to understand that the Jews were hated above, above all the nations. And that's what we just read in Luke, that we were going to be saved from our enemies and from all the people that hate us. That's what salvation is. Read on. Then for Negroes. <laughs> then for Negroes Now, uh, Rudolf R. R. Windsor Man, he did a lot of research The brother deserves his credit But the one thing he was missing Was that the so-called Negroes Those were the Jewish people And then he alludes to it He, he, he brings that out too But in, in uh, his, his way of thinking He was thinking that these people were separate people But it was really the same people Read on The Jews especially the Roman writers who attacked the Jews are Mullen, Cicero, Horace, Seneca, Marshall, Juvenal, Perseus, Quintilianus, Tacitus, Apulius, Celsus, Amanius, Claudianus, and Rutilius, Numantius. So these were all the the Roman writers that attacked Jews because the Jews were most hated amongst all nations. So they would uh, do, I guess, a character assassination when they wrote about us in their literature. You know? Cicero called them a people born to slavery and protected only by the contempt they inspire. <laughs> they said we were people born into slavery. Why? Because we have been in all these captivities. The Most High kept making us slaves, which he told us he would in Deuteronomy 28 chapter. So this was the worldview of us. Read. Their religion, he said, was a barbarous superstition. <laughs> he called what we believe in the Most High a barbarous superstition. <laughs> so we're just superstitious people. You know, like we read in the New Testament, uh, one of the Romans said that uh, you people are superstitious. <laughs> I forgot who it was, but read on. Seneca called them a most outrageous nation. Celsus, descendants of lepers and unclean persons. Mm. And emperors Claudius and Tiberius expelled them from Rome and sent their young men to the provinces to be killed by war and hardship. So who threw us out of Rome? 
emperors Claudius and Tiberius. They threw us up out of Rome. Now, Tiberius was the emperor during the time of Christ. You know? If, therefore, there was similar strong dislike for Negroes, we would not have known it to. Dislike for Jews was not based on race. Coming from the east, they were so dark that many Romans took them for Ethiopians. So the Jews, you see this, were so dark that what? Many Romans took them for Ethiopians. They said that we were Ethiopians because we were so dark. The Romans, during the time of, of the Roman captivity. I hope y'all seeing that. This goes right along with the Bible proves that the Israelites are people of color. Read it on in that. Is that it? All right. Now I want you to go to page. Uh, matter of fact, before we get that, let's get uh, Amos chapter 9, verse 7, which goes right along with what he just said. Because he said we'd be so dark that we look like Ethiopians. <laughs> Hold it, hold it, hold it, because I want you to read it again. With page uh, 49. You get Amos chapter 9, verse 7, but we got to read it. Amos 9 and 7. Mm-hmm. Are you not as children of the Ethiopians? What's the most, what the most I say? Are you not as children of the Ethiopians unto me? And what did that book say? About okay. Dislike mm-hmm. uh, for Jews was not based on race. Coming from the east, they were so dark that many Romans took them for Ethiopians. Many of the Romans are always Ethiopians, but the Most High said what in Amos nine and seven? Are you not as children of the Ethiopians unto me? <laughs> we share what with the Ethiopians? Our skin color. Read. Oh, children of Israel. <laughs> All right, y'all. I hope y'all see that. Now let's get out of that book, page 43. Nation knows my color line. And I want you to go to Luke chapter 1. And we're going to read uh, from 71 down to 79. Uh, I just read, I needed that top half where it's the highlights. What does it say? Okay. Yeah, from Uh, let me see. Yeah, that's the one I want. Opening on the line, right? Yep. Okay. Page forty-three. Nature knows no color line. Rome was a melting pot, second in variety only to the United States and Brazil. So Rome was a melting pot. I want everybody to understand this. You had all nationalities in the providence of, or in Rome and in Roman providences, all nationalities, all people was there. All right, so let that go and go back to Luke chapter 1 and read verse 71 again. I just want to paint the setting so you can understand when you get to the New Testament what was going on, the backdrop of it and such. Read. Luke chapter 1, verse 71, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, Mm -hmm. to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, Mm -hmm. the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us 
that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Right. This is the whole the whole uh, point of salvation, being delivered from our enemies so we could serve the Most High without fear of the nation, telling us, okay, no, nah, nigga, you're going to have to go to work on Saturday. No, nah, you can't come in here looking crazy like that with the Frenches on. So we can serve him without fear. Read. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And though and thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. So John the Baptist, him being born, his job was to prepare the way of Christ. But why? Read. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people. To give the people know-how on how to get saved. Read. By the remission of their sins. And how to be forgiven for their sins. The Israelites. And remember, sin is the transgression of the law. You can't sin unless you actually was given the law. Read. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, mm-hmm. to guide our feet into the way of peace. Mm-hmm. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. Unto the whole world? Unto Israel. Unto Israel. Now, what he's quoting here in uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 79, he's actually quoting Isaiah chapter 9, and verse 1. Let's go there. God, 
the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is talking about Christ. This is talking about Yahweh but he was prophesied way back in the Old Testament for our Old Testament only brothers. Read on. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The Lord sent a sword unto Jacob. Sent the word. Uh, excuse me. The Lord sent a word unto Jacob, and it has lighted upon Israel. It lighted upon who? Israel. So that light that's talked about, let's go back to Luke chapter 1. And read verse 79 again. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. By way of who? Christ. Christ was that light. But he was given to who? The Israelites. He came to save who? The Israelites. Read verse 80. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. No doubt. That would be your house shot. Now let's go to St. John chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 6. What was got to read? John 1 and 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist, who we just read about in Luke. Read. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. <laughs> to bear witness of the light. Who was the light? That <laughs> was Yahweh Shah. It was Christ. Read. That all men through him might believe. No doubt. Read. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So John the Baptist was not the light. He was not the Savior, but he was meant, sent to bear witness of the Savior, Yahweh Shah, Christ. Read. That was the true light. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Now people be they read every man, see every man, every man. We're gonna find out who, read. He was in the world and the world was made by him. Mm-hmm. And the world knew him not. Now watch this, read. He came unto his own. Now who was his own, y'all, according to the Bible? The, the Israelites, his people. He came to them. So the world that they're talking about is talking about the world of Israel. You can read that in Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 17 where it says that Israel is a world without end. All right. But it says, read this word again. He came unto his own, Mm -hmm. and his own received him not. So his own received him not. Now, a lot of people will read this, especially religious people, say, see, the Israelites did not receive Christ. They denied him. So because they denied him, he went and taught the other nations and gave them salvation. That is not so. <laughs> like uh, Elizabeth just said, not so, Lord. <laughs> it says he came unto his own, read. And his own received him not. Mm-hmm. But as many as received him. But what? As many as received him. But I thought all the Israelites rejected Christ. But as many as received him, a lot of us did receive Christ. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. Three. Even to them that believe on his name. Now let's go to the Zondervan, uh, chapter 453, archives right here. I'm sorry, page 453, I'm tripping. Now the reason I want to go here is to show us 
who did receive Christ? Who Christ had who Christ had beef with? Read this. Oh, I'm sorry. Or who? Yeah, who had beef with Christ? Yeah, he had beef with them too. Pharisees of the three prominent societies. Hold on, Meshav with the water. I, I got that. I got it already. We going there. Read this though. Pharisees of the three prominent societies of Judaism at the time of Christ. So he's talking about the Pharisees, and it was three prominent groups of Israelites during the time of Christ. It was the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and a group called the Essenes. Read. This is what he said. Pharisees, Sadducees, and Essenes. Right. So these were the three major groups during the time of Christ. All Israelites, mind you. But we split up into what they might call sects. Read. The Pharisees were by far the most influential. The origin of this most strict sect of the Jews, Acts 26 and 5, is obscure, but it is believed the organization came out of the Maccabean Revolt. Right, and I already covered that. Um, what was they called? The Hasidium or something like that, I believe they were called. The Hasidim. The Hasidim, yes. That's where they came from during the time of the Maccabees. Is that where they get the Hasidic? Yes, yes, that's where they get it from. That's where the fake Jews stole it from. Read. There was, however, a group of Jews resembling the Pharisees as far back as the Babylonian captivity. Now, those group of brothers, I ain't done extensive research on them yet, but I believe that these are the cats that came up with the Talmud. And the Talmud is our history, our culture, mixed with a bunch of witchcraft. Read. The name Pharisee, which in its Semitic form means the separated ones, separatists. So, so the Pharisees were what? The separated ones, separatists. They were separatists. They separated themselves from the rest of Israel. There's nothing new under the sun, y'all. Read. First appears during the reign of John Hyrcanus. Generally, the term is in the plural rather than in the singular. I mean, it was a group. Three. They were also known as Hasidim, mm-hmm. meaning love of God or loyal to God. So and remember, they were separatists. So they said that they were loved of God and they were loyal to God. So what about the other Israelites? They wouldn't. <laughs> Y'all see this, right? Found everywhere in Palestine, mm-hmm. not only in Jerusalem, and even more, a distinguishing garb has to be easily recognized. So they had their own style of dress, and when you saw them, you knew who they were. Does this sound familiar, y'all? A group of Israelite people that separate themselves from the rest of Israel, they dress a certain way and distinguish, distinguish clothes that you would know them when you saw them. Read on. According to Josephus, their number at their zenith of popularity was more than 6,000. They had a whole bunch of members, too. Read. Because of the significant role of the Pharisees, sorry, because of the significant role the Pharisees played in the life of the Lord and the apostles, knowledge of the character and teachings of this group is of great importance for the understanding of the New Testament. So you have to understand the dynamic of the Pharisees and Christ by the time you make it to the New Testament. 
or you're going to be lost. Read. They were mentioned dozens of times, especially in the gospel, and often formed the foil and fabric of the works and words of Yahweh. They became a closely organized group. All right, who's reading out of the Zonovan Compact Bible Dictionary, all right? <laughs> 454 now. Page 454 now. Read. They became a closely organized group, very loyal to the society and to each other, but separate from others. They were loyal, close to each other, but they separated themselves from other Israelites. Does this sound familiar, y'all? There are certain groups in the Israelite community right now that does this. Reincarnation is real, y'all. I don't care if you believe it or not. Those same spirits that were back then are the same spirits that are here with us right now. There's nothing new under the sun. Read. Again, but separate from others, even their own people. <laughs> even their own people, they would separate themselves from. Read. They pledged themselves to obey all facets of the tradition to the minute, minutest detail and were sticklers for ceremonial purity. So they were big on their traditions. Because remember, Christ kept going at them about their tradition, ceremony too, making a show. That's basically what they would use the ceremonies for. Read. They even vowed to pay tithes of everything they possessed in addition to the temple tax. They would not touch the carcass of a dead animal or those who had come into contact with such things. He had no association with people they who had, had been defiled. They had no association with people that, that have been defiled or if you were sick. They didn't want to be around you. But I thought Christ said heal the sick. Ain't that the mission that he gave the disciples when he sent them out to heal the sick? Did Wasn't Christ healing the sick? So you see how they had much conflict because they didn't believe what Christ believed. Read. In truth, they made life difficult for themselves and bitter for others. So it was difficult for them, but it was bitter for the rest of the Israelites. Y'all hear this, right? Read. Five those whom they did not consider their equals and they, were haughty. Read that part again. They despised those whom they did not consider their equals. They despised those that they didn't consider their equals. Oh, man. You got friends on, but they ain't at the bottom of your T-shirt. You off, brother. Oh, y'all work on the Sabbath. You off, brother. You know. And were haughty and arrogant. They were proud. That's what the word haughty means. And they were arrogant. Nothing new under the sun, y'all. Read. Because they believed they were the only interpreters of the Most High and His Word. Read that part again. They despised those whom they did not consider their equals and were haughty and arrogant because they believed they were the only interpreters of the Most High and his word. Because there's another certain group that says that they're the home of the truth. And if you ain't down with them, then you ain't in the truth. There's nothing new under the sun. Read. The doctrines of the Pharisees included predestination. They also laid much stress on the immortality of the soul and had a fundamental belief in spirit life. 
So they believed in reincarnation, regeneration. Read. Teaching, which usually caused much controversy when they met the Sadducees, who just as emphatically denied them. <laughs> right. The Sadducees didn't believe in reincarnation. Read on. Being people of the law, they believed in final reward for good works and that the souls of the wicked were detained forever under the earth, while those of the virtuous rose again and even migrated into other bodies. They accepted the Old Testament scriptures and fostered the usual Jewish messianic hope, which they gave a, materi- uh, gave a material and nationalistic twist. It was inevitable in view of these factors that they bitterly opposed Yahweh Shai and his teachings. They what? Bitterly opposed Yahweh Shai and his teachings. They didn't just oppose Yahweh Shai. They bitterly opposed him. We're going to get into why. Five, the Herods and the Romans, they hated Yahweh Shai's doctrine of equality. And oh, whoa, whoa. It says that they hated who? Yahweh Shai's doctrine. No, 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 before that part. If they despised the Herods. They despised the Herodians, Herod's minions. Read. And the Romans. And they hated the Romans. They hated being under Roman captivity. So they were nationalists, but to a fault. Read. They hated Yahawashai's doctrine. They hated Yahawashai's doctrine of what? Equality. Of equality. Because what did Christ come teaching? Love your neighbors, you love yourself. Ain't nobody above anybody. That's why he said the servant is not above his master. He told his disciples that. It was not about rank. It was not about position. But this is what the, the Pharisees prided themselves on. Read. And claims of Messiahship with equal fervor. <laughs> is that it? All right. Now let's go to St. John chapter 11. And start at verse 43. Let's, let's get into some of these battles. That they had, that Christ had with the Pharisees. St. John chapter 11, and start of verse 43. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Now, this is when Christ brought Lazarus back from the dead. Read. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Mm-hmm. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. It says many of the Jews, but I thought all of us rejected him. It says many of us believed on Christ. Read. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Run till that. Read. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. Now, what are we going to do? This dude is doing a lot of miracles. Read. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. Man, if we let this dude alone, everybody's going to believe on him. Read. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. What was the Pharisees saying the Romans was going to do? If everybody, if all the Israelites started believing in Christ, they were going to lose their power. They were going to lose the the control they had over the people. If Israelites started worshiping and following Christ, they weren't even concerned about getting out of captivity. 
they already accepted the fact that they were in captivity. They just wanted to keep their power. You know. And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, you know nothing at all. So one of the priests, Caiaphas, he said, he was a Pharisee. He said, man, y'all don't know nothing. Read. Nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people. He said, man, it's proper. It's proper that one man should die for all of Israel. He was the sacrifice. He was the lamb that was talked about in the Old Testament. Read. And that the whole nation perish not. So we don't die. So we don't all die off. He said that it was proper, which shows you what? He knew the scriptures. He's pulling their coattail to this. Hey, man, look. Y'all don't know nothing. Let me school y'all. Read. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. Because he knew the scriptures. And not for that nation only. Oh, he going to die for all the whole world. Read. But that he also, that also he should gather together in one, the children of God that were scattered abroad. The what? Children of God that were scattered abroad. He's going to die for the children of God that were scattered abroad. Not for the whole world. Read. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. They did what? Took counsel together for to put him to death. They didn't praise him, and then they say, oh, hallelujah. We, oh, he going to save us from our sins. They didn't say none of that. The only thing they wanted to do was kill Christ so they could keep their position in captivity. It, ain't, it wasn't about being saved. It was about them keeping their damn power, man. No different than now. No, don't follow them. Follow us. There's niggas in Israel that always has been, y'all. This is nothing new. Read on. We're in verse 53. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. Jesus, therefore, walked no more openly among the Jews. Why didn't he walk any more openly among his own people? Because they were trying to kill him. That was a hit on him. They put a hit out on Christ. Read. But went thence unto a country near to the wilderness, into a city called Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. Let's get Matthew chapter 9, start of verse 10. I want y'all to see, man, that's why I titled this, The Sword Without a Terror Within. Christ was not just contending with the Romans, man. Christ's biggest battle was with us, his own people. That then we didn't want to lose our damn little piece of power we had in captivity. What's the saying Esau say? I'd rather reign in hell than, than, than serve in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Niggas got this mentality. I'm this. I'm the that. If, if you ain't doing what we doing, then you ain't going to get salvation. No, if we ain't doing what Christ said to do, None of us is getting salvation. Who we at? Matthew chapter 9, verse 10. 
And it came to pass, as Jehovah sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. Now, remember, publicans were hated. They were looked at as sellouts. They were tax collectors. Matthew was one. Read. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples. So when the Pharisees saw this going down, now remember, the Pharisees hated counting other people as their equal. They were separatists. So they seen Yahweh Shai get down with the common folk, publicans and sinners. He was getting down with the what they call them, the UGs or the UDs, the UEs, UDs, the undesirables. Read. Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? Mm-hmm. And when Yahweh Shai heard that, he said unto them, they that be whole need not a physician. <laughs> what did he say? They that be whole need not a physician. Read. But they that are sick. He said, these people need help. If you whole, then you don't need your house shot. If you got it going on, you think you got everything, ain't nothing wrong with you, you don't need Christ. Don't waste your time. If you place your, your strength and your ability and what you can do, what your hands can do, your thought process, don't pick the Bible up then. Do you. This is what he's basically telling them. Read. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. <laughs> go study. Learn what I'm talking about. Read. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He said, I ain't come to call the righteous. Now, the Pharisees thought that they was righteous, because remember, they were sticklers of the law. They wouldn't even be around sick people. They thought they were above the law. Now, let's go to the Josephus. Page, I'm going to give you all the book when we get there. Uh, page 477. Well, we've got to read it. Page 477, uh, paragraph 2. So this is uh, page 477. It is book 18, chapter 1, paragraph number 2. Mm-hmm. The Jews had for a great while three sects of philosophy peculiar to themselves. The sects of the essence. Mm-hmm. And the sects of the Sadducees, mm-hmm. and the third sort of opinion was that of those called Pharisees, mm-hmm. of which sects, although I have already spoken in the second book of the Jewish War, yet will I a little touch upon them now. All right. So let's hold this and let's go to Mark chapter 12. And verse uh, 18. Mark 12 and 18. Then come unto him, the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. All right, because this is one of the uh, sects that we had also. The Sadducees, now let's see what the Sadducees was on. And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, if a man's brother died, and leave his wife behind him, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were seven brethren, and the first took a wife, 
and dying left no seed. And the second took her and died, neither left he any seed. And the third likewise. And the seven had her and left no seed. Last of all, the woman died also. Mm -hmm. In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall she be of them? Now, see the loaded questions that they asked in Christ? Because they didn't believe in uh, reincarnation. So they asked him a loaded question of some type of riddle, messing with Christ. Read. For the seven had her to wife. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered, said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the scriptures? Christ said, y'all don't know the scriptures. Y'all know what the hell y'all talking about. Read. Neither the power of God, Mm -hmm. for when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, Mm -hmm. but are as the angels which are in heaven. So what Christ says, the angels don't have sex. Because when he says marriage, marriage is the biblical term for uh, sexual intercourse. Now let's get uh, St. John chapter 8. And we're going to start at verse 31. I told you, Mishabu. told you I had it in here, right? St. John chapter 8 and starting at verse 31. And I brought that out, the uh, Sadducees, just to show that everything we read uh, out of the Zonovan and other sources all correspond with the Bible. St. John chapter 8, verse 31. Mm-hmm. Then said Yahweh Sai to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples so, indeed. So once again, there were some Israelites that did believe Christ. Read. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Mm-hmm. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage at any man. How saidest thou? Ye shall be made free. Yahweh answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son of abided ever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Mm-hmm. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me. He said, I know that you... Abraham, see, I know you come from the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you're trying to kill me. Y'all see this? Read. Because my word has no place in you. <laughs> because they were more concerned about their position and their power rather than salvation. Read. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye, ye do that which ye have seen with your father. <laughs> now, what Christ is alluding to is he talking about a spiritual father? So we know that the Most High is Christ's spiritual father or heavenly father. But he said, man, I speak the stuff I learned from my father, but y'all speak the stuff that y'all learned from y'all father. He's letting you know that these people have a different spiritual father. So we already know their biological uh, genealogy comes from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's talking about that. And that's, they, that they share it with Yahweh Shai. But he's letting them know that their spirit is that of another entity, not the most high. Read. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Yahweh said, said unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, 
ye would do the works of Abraham. No doubt. If you had the same spirit Abraham had in him, Abraham's heavenly father, you would deal the same way that Abraham dealt. Read. But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth. No. It's, why did our people want to kill Christ? Because he told us the truth. Christ was put to death for telling us the truth, for holding that mirror up to our face to tell us about the whores that we were, that Ezekiel told us that we were. Remember, all the prophets, man, we killed or persecuted or both. Christ was no different. Read that part again. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth. No different than now, man. You counsel somebody and show them their shortcomings is the first thing they want to do. They want to attack you. They want to attack you. Get out of my face. Or tell you how effed up you are. Instead of just acknowledging, hey, that's the truth about me, I need to change. That has told the truth, which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. Abraham didn't try to kill didn't try to kill any of the prophets or the angels that were sent to him. Read. You, ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. <laughs> you know, they, now, 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 they try, now they get it. Nope. The most high is our daddy. He's our heavenly father. What are you talking about? Read. And Yehovah said unto them, if God were your father... Ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. He sent me. I'm the Savior. I'm the sacrifice. Read. Why do ye not understand my speech? Is it because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father, the devil. Christ went on and ripped him. No, y'all spiritual father is Satan, Satan. That's who your spiritual daddy is. It's not the most high. Read. And the lust of your father, ye will do. Mm-hmm. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. He's letting you know who he's talking about, who's the world's first murderer. It was Cain. So Cain's daddy was who? Shatan. <laughs> Read. Because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Mm-hmm. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. <laughs> Read. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? Read. He that is of the Most High heareth the Most High's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of the Most High. Y'all ever heard the saying? All skin folk ain't kin folk. That's real. Even during the time of Christ. Read. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and has a devil. <laughs> now remember, Christ was from Galilee, which was in parts of the northern kingdom. So they said, Man, ain't you a Samaritan? Now, I don't know if y'all know this. I went over this, but the Samaritans were hated. A lot of the northern kingdom tribes were hated because of the idolatry that they were into. They grouped Christ uh, along with them. They said, man, ain't you the Samaritan? 
You got a spirit on you. That's when they say devil. <laughs> Read. Yahweh answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not my father. There is one that seek it and judges. It's Christ that I seek not my own glory. But what were they doing at that time? They were seeking their own glory to the detriment of our people. Read. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets say it. If a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste of death. Mm-hmm. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who makest thou thyself? Who is you? Nigga, who is you? That's basically what they're saying. Read. Yahweh answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that I honoreth me, of whom ye say that is your God, that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. <laughs> if I say I don't know the most high, I won't be a liar like y'all is. Read. But I know him and keep his saying. <laughs> Read. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. He said Abraham was glad to see the coming of me. He was glad to see me prophesy. Read. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Like, man, he ain't even fifty. Like, get up out of here, you young buck. Said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was I am. Ooh. Now, for y'all reference, matter of fact, we got time. Let's get uh, Exodus 3 and 14. Hold this and let's get Exodus 3 and 14. I might lose some of y'all. I probably already lost y'all because it's 12. But we're going we gonna to get this scripture and then we're going to come back here and then we're going to close it up. Well, we got to read it. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. And Yahweh said unto Moses. Nah, read what you see. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. <laughs> he said what? I am that I am. So who's in this burning bush? God. That was Yahweh Yahweh was in that burning bush. Did you, I hope y'all see this. Now, you got that. Did anybody hold St. John chapter 9? Yeah. Read that. Verse 58. Nine fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, not nine, eight, eight fifty eight. Yeah, eight fifty eight. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> what is Christ telling these Israelites? That he was that was him in the burning bush. We read just read it in Exodus. Read it again. Exodus three and fourteen, or are you talking about Exodus three, yeah, three and fourteen. And God said unto Moses. I am that I am. So who was Christ telling them that he was? Christ was the burning bush. That was him talking to Moses. Now let's go back to St. John chapter 9. I'm sorry, chapter 8, reverse 58. We're going to read it all the way down to 59 in context. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
Before Abraham was, I am. Before your your forefather, who you claim was your forefather, Abraham, I was there before him. I was the burning bush. Read. Then took they up stones to cast at him. <laughs> they wanted to do what? Then they... Then took they up stones to cast at him. They're trying to kill him now because in their mind, oh, this is blasphemy. Oh, this nigga just said that he was in the bush. He was the burning bush. Oh, this nigga tripping. He got to die. Read. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. It said he hid himself and went through the midst of them. Now, I ain't done no research, but how the hell are you going to hide yourself in the midst of people and walk through them. <laughs> There's something to ponder on, y'all. All right, y'all. This is a good stopping place. Let me mark my place. This is a good stopping place. And uh, Lord willing, next Tuesday, y'all, I'll be back to uh, continue on with this segment of our class. But until next Tuesday, Lord willing, Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to please tune in to Taza Pa. Tuesday. Taza Pa. Tuesday. Taza Pa. Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And with that, y'all, we're going to say Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.